Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into the Maggie and Perloff show. I'm Andrew Perloff. I'm here in the main Maggie and Perloff studio. And Maggie is in the... Central New York Satellite Station. Maggie, how you doing up there? I'm in the hinterlands. You're in the it's hinterlands. Already, but, it's already freezing up here. But I assume like the rest of America, you are well rested because I hope <laughs> that not everybody stayed up to watch the 16-13 Bears victory over the Panthers, which was funny. If you watch the telecast, first of all, it seemed like neither announcer was paying attention to the game at any point. But it was everything was about the Panthers. There was no Bears. It was in Chicago. But the whole game felt like a referendum on Bryce Young and what the Panthers are doing. And the referendum is nothing but negative. I don't understand, Maggie. At Alabama, Bryce Young could make a play no matter what the situation was. He could always find a guy downfield. He could avoid sacks. None of that is happening in Carolina. And I feel like it's not his fault. I feel like he's put in the worst situation. When you get drafted... People think that any quarterback, you know, a great quarterback can make something out of nothing. I think history is now showing that's not true. Bryce Young is put in the worst possible place here in Carolina, and he is doomed because of this. And now I don't know where the Panthers go, and I don't know where Bryce Young's career goes. We need Thanksgiving dinner levels of pie to dole out blame pie for how wrong this has gone for Carolina this season. And people are going to lose their jobs, Perloff. We know how this goes in the NFL. We've been doing this long enough. And I think people might deserve to lose their jobs over this. Now, Bryce Young is not because he's the number one overall pick. But Frank Reich could be one and done. The play calling is terrible. The protections are awful. The general manager... I mean, I know you had injuries last night, no Brian Burns and, and some others, but this general manager has gotten oopsie-dooped twice. First by the Jets trading away a second-round pick for Sam Darnold, and then Brian Burns held him to hostage for a contract at the very end of training camp. He trades all the way up to get Bryce Young. I don't know if anyone, if, if the whole team was even on board with Bryce Young being the number one overall pick. Everything about this feels rotten, and yeah, Bryce Young is the guy who has to wear it because he's out there actually trying to make plays to nobody besides Adam Thielen, who questioned the effort last night. Everything is bad here. And listen, we could just say, you know, flush this season if you're Bryce Young. But Bryce Young, to me, is also not really looking like somebody who is befitting of that number one overall pick. I'm not sure what his ceiling is going to be in this league. Sure, he can make a couple nice throws, but is that what we're talking about with the number one overall pick, a couple nice throws? I think that even in this very young part of his career, can't the expectations be a bit higher for Young? 
I don't agree with you about the trade in the offseason because you could say that now, but I don't think there were a lot of people saying drafting Bryce Young at number one was a mistake because he was a Heisman Trophy winner. We all saw him at Alabama. I understand he's small. and You were concerned about his health, but I think that Bryce Young in the right situation could have thrown for a lot of yards. Even last night, you saw there were plays that he could make with his feet. There's a little bit of something there, and he didn't throw a pick last night, so I think that's an improvement. Threw for 185 yards. I think it's the situation around him. I don't think evaluating Bryce Young at all is a good idea here. And I don't think it was a terrible mistake to take him number one. I know C.J. Stroud's playing really well in Houston, but it's a long, two long careers ahead of us. People are already throwing out Bryce Young. I just would not do that because I think he's going to get start all over next year. He's going to hopefully have a coach who knows how to play to his strengths. Because last night, there was nothing helping him at all. They They ran for 19 yards on nine carries or something when he was not running the ball. It was terrible. By the end, they didn't even try to run the ball. They should have just gone into shotgun like he was in Alabama and basically done a two-minute drill for the entire game because he actually looked comfortable in that spot. He's not throwing to anybody. The offensive coordinator is on the sideline looking completely befuddled. Frank Reich looks lost. I think it's because his hat wasn't fitting or something. There was something wrong with Frank Reich last night. And you're right, the GM is, is definitely gone. He's made too many mistakes. So I think Bryce Young next year, it's an interesting spot because they don't have a draft pick, so they have to stick with Bryce Young. They're not looking at Caleb Williams. Now he's going to get to start all over with a brand-new coach, and I, I think there's there's enough promise there. I'm not going to go back and kill them for that trade because I didn't kill them in the spring when they did it. It made sense. They hadn't had a quarterback in a long time. So if Bryce Young had more around him, I think he would look closer to C.J. Stroud. If C.J. Stroud was in Carolina, I think he'd be in trouble too. CJ Stroud doesn't have good doesn't have this who's who of a receiving core around him and you want to know what CJ Stroud is still throwing the ball down the field in like an aggressive way that doesn't feel reckless I think that's and, coaching Maggie I don't think that's the receiving core I think he's got a good offensive coordinator I don't think Carolina does at all Oh well yeah you and I are going to be in 100% agreement there I mean you handed over play calling responsibilities to someone nobody ever had ever heard of and you've scored three offensive touchdowns in three weeks. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's not that punch, I think, that people were expecting. And I'm wondering, does Frank Reich just bring the play-calling duties back? Can you go back on something? Like, I hand you the play-calling duties, and eh, I'm going to take a back now. Because if I were Frank, I'm probably trying to save my behind. Uh, because this, or maybe he doesn't even want to, because the relationship is, you know, reportedly you know, rather frayed between him and the owner. Well, let me ask you this. Can you pull Bryce Young now? Can you just put in Andy Dalton? Because Andy Dalton obviously may, might not be a number one starter right now, but he gives you has to give you a better chance. First of all, he's bigger. He could take more punishment. He had one really good game for them. You know, if Frank Reich knows he's going to get fired, he has no draft pick, he might as well go all in and try and win these last few games. I, I, I would have pulled Bryce last night. Early in the game, Bryce was getting hammered by the Bears' offense, defensive line, which isn't even good. Why not just try anything you can to win a couple games? Because Frank Reich, I don't think, has any future in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Bears' front better with Montez Sweat. That looks like that was, uh, you know, early returns on that on that trade were good at the deadline. But um, I, I don't know. See, now we're kind of, like, down the road here with yeah. Bryce. And unless he is looking totally overwhelmed, which, to be honest, like, he does at times. But, you know, his poise is his thing. Right. And it's always when when you're in the toughest spot in the game, that's where Bryce Young does his best work. Well, you don't have the advantage right now of the, the advantage that Alabama enjoyed 
and still enjoyed, which is just you have better players than most of your most of the teams you're playing. This isn't college anymore. You know, it's it's a little more about the X's and O's and not the Jimmys and the Joes. And so it, it's I would say the only way you pull Bryce Young is if you really feel like he's drowning. If he's not drowning, then keep playing him for the rest of the year. Again, get these reps, get acclimated, and get the game speed stuff down. Um, because going to Dalton, I, I don't think really does a whole lot for you. Even if everyone's going to get fired at the end of the year, get Bryce. This you're already here. You know, he, you're already down mid season. Let him keep playing. Uh, yeah, you're probably right, and that's what they're going to do. Look at us trying to dress up this game. I mean, it was it, <laughs> it was bad. Somebody pointed out. Forget Al Michaels' lack of energy. There was a point where Kirk Herbstreit went for 17 minutes of game time without mentioning a single play that was happening on the field. It was it the field, the game was a bit of a distraction. You had Jason Kelsey on talking for about 20 minutes in the middle of the game. It had nothing to do with the game. It is really tough. We're already here. We're in week nine, Maggie, and we're watching Tyson Batchett and Bryce Young. Is the rest of the year going to be like this? Is there a lot of this happening in the NFL right now? I feel like, you know, they a friend of ours, Aaron Nagler, who covers the Packers, made a great point last night on social media, which is they keep advertising that, you know, trust Amazon because they help build the schedule. And it's like, well, you gave yeah. us Bears, Carolina Panthers on a <laughs> Thursday night. Maybe this isn't the time to be touting that product. Um, you said I something like before the more... show, Maggie, that there's, it's one of the, is it a bad NFL year? Are we looking at a dud of a season? <laughs> I, th- I think there's more bad teams than ever. I mean, we're already basically we're at week 17 level of backup quarterback play, um, you know, where <laughs> yeah. teams feel like they're intentionally trying to lose. And we'll get more into that Caleb Williams sweepstakes, you know, a little bit later. But it, it's like it just feels to me like there are teams that are so will be gone now. To be fair, that could change. Kyler Murray's coming back this week for Arizona. Looks like Justin Fields will be back next week for Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, there is some help coming. Yeah, but it does, the direction of quarterback health generally goes down. This is week 10, and we're seeing Tyson Badger versus a depleted Bryce Young by week 17. That's why I think these Panthers are going to be super dangerous. I mean, one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL. Once they get the backup <laughs> quarterbacks in the back three and Frank Reich is coaching for his job, he's going to pull a Lovey Smith last year at Houston and accidentally win a game or two. So I'm not counting the Panthers out. Although I, I think I don't like to be this guy, but fire everybody, right? Fire the GM, fire the coach, start completely over. Yeah, and you know what? That's like the cycle that bad teams get into. Because mm. I agree. I think that everyone probably will and maybe should be fired. But, you know, we talk about bad organizations, and I think it does start from the top down where, you know, you are now going to, let's say, let's game theory this out. Say they do fire the general manager and the head coach. Well, now you have a new regime who's coming in who didn't draft Bryce Young. And maybe they're telling the owner, hey, I can fix him. I can do this. I can do that. But when push comes to shove and when jobs potential on the, on the line, what's going to be the, the message to the owner? I didn't take this guy. I can, I can start with another guy, and I'm going to be even better. I'm sure these are the conversations happening in you know Arizona, right? It's like if they want to move on from Kyler, yeah. they can just say, hey, I didn't draft him. I didn't pay him. That was a mistake. So the it feels like it's the cycle that bad teams get into, and Carolina can't get out of their own way right now. And I don't think it's fair, even if I've been critical of Bryce Young, it's not fair to lay everything at this kid's feet. That's insane. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought there was a moment last night. I don't, I don't know if you caught this at all, where they put the camera on the Panthers owner. 
No, I didn't David see that. David Tepper. Tepper. What happened? He, you know how what happens when people see themselves on TV or on the Jumbotron? It's like, hey, it's me. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't know if he was pointing at that, but it seemed like he kind of pointed like, hey, I'm on television right now, and then started shaking his head like in this cl- like a very obvious display of displeasure oh, because no. he knew he was on the broadcast. At least that was my read. I'm like, this dude just wants to be famous. I, I don't trust what's going on here at all. I absolutely hear you, but I think you're talking about, you mentioned Kyler Murray. Are we, we can't give up on Bryce Young now. There's been a lot of bad rookie seasons that turn around. Remember Eli Manning here in New York was just terrible his rookie year when he replaced Kurt Warner. You could go down the list way yeah. too early to start talking about a Kyler Murray situation. I, I actually saw, I saw enough where I said to myself, okay, Bryce Young with the right coordinator, add a couple receivers. You know, you know it'd be nice a guy like DJ Moore, who they traded away in this now looking ridiculous <laughs> trade. So again, I, I, bad I, franchises do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a big system quarterback guy, and this is absolutely a hundred percent the system. The running was the run plays were notably awful last night. They were poorly designed. You didn't know when to go to the run. Everything they did, the Bears seemed to know was coming. He had to thread the needle just for a five yard completion, let alone to move the ball downfield. But <laughs> You know, this is now. I feel like we're Herbie and Al Michaels. It's just talking about this. That whole game brings you down a little bit. It's Friday, Maggie. I I don't know. Maybe yeah. I I don't want this Amazon schedule anymore. I know next week is the Ravens Bengals, which is awesome. I don't want to do these games anymore. Don't make me do this, Maggie. Why Why are you making me watch the Bengals? I mean, the Bears and the Panthers. Listen, don't blame me. Blame these bad teams. I mean, the guys got the number one overall pick sitting there, and they stink. I, I, it feels like a total and complete waste. And then on the other side, like if you – listen, outside of like three really good throws from Bryce Young last night, like could you tell me who was the guy who was from Shepard University and who was the guy who was the Heisman no. Trophy winner from Alabama? And like that's a problem. That's a problem for – Everyone in the Panthers organization, it's a problem for Bryce. I think why the Bears kind of skated a little bit last night and didn't get a lot of criticism, even though you could criticize the Bears totally, is, you know, it feels like they're overachieving because of Badgett, uh, Badgett, and it feels like their future is bright. Like, the Bears (laughs) have these two top picks. Like, you know, the we don't even know the amount of possibilities and outcomes here with the Bears is kind of infinite, you know, and and we can talk about that, but there there could be much much brighter days to come with the Bears. The Panthers don't look like there's brighter days unless I, they hit on every single hire, every free agent signing. Like they've they've got so much work to do. Oh, uh, you're absolutely right. The Bears, Justin Fields. I don't know if he's part of their future, but he was smiling on the sidelines. Everybody was up. Uh, it was in Chicago. All right, later in the show, Maggie, you have to give me a tour of this this set you got going there in a hotel room. (laughs) That is, I, I don't mean to be mean, but that is a little drab looking at 6 a.m. Eastern in this (laughs) hotel room. Uh, Do you understand the amount of equipment I have here sitting on the, on the desk? I look like I'm spying on the people next door (laughs) and believe me, I do not want to know what's going on next door. Um, There's a frame picture behind you. I'm dying to know what's in that frame picture. You can see it on Zoom, CBS sports radio, YouTube, what what is going no, on no, there? Not nothing. It's what a is picture that? of a of a sad landscape. <laughs> 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 Which is also going to be the name of my memoir um, <laughs> upcoming. 
It's <laughs> no, I, I, I'm uh, in my hometown of Binghamton, New York today because I have to had to come home for for unfortunately a sad thing for one of my friends. But um, I'm, I'm happy to be doing the show today. This is definitely going to be the bright spot of my day. So <laughs> not this hotel room. This is not the bright spot. And believe me, I'm staying at the nicest place in town. <laughs> <laughs> what time does it get light in Binghamton, New York in November? It never About does. It doesn't 10 get light. 30 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Don't open that curtain. There's nothing out there for you, Maggie. It's open. Oh, it is. That's just what it looks like. <laughs> Have you guys seen the HBO show The Last of Us by any chance? <laughs> the, the yes, it was inspired too, yeah. by my hometown. Yes, the Pedro Pascal post-apocalyptic journey. Uh, it kind of looks like Maggie's <laughs> hotel room, <laughs> just to paint a picture. Like that was the sets were less depressing than what you got going on right now. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I always say, take me out in the first wave, because I don't want to be around <laughs> for the drab ev- everything. Yeah, yes, well, you're I'm, getting I am a, post-apocalyptic. You're getting a sneak peek today in your hotel room <laughs> in Binghamton, New York. I know. This they is what the end looks like. Out yet. Yeah. <laughs> Could have predicted that for you. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. No, I love my hometown. 855-212-4227. I save that. Um, okay. A lot more to do, right? That was convincing. <laughs> yeah. I love my hometown, question mark. Yeah. Someone says, I love my in-laws. Yeah. Yes, my voice went up a couple of <laughs> Yeah, it did. I love it. And your eyes looked up and to the left, which means you're lying <laughs> in an FBI interview. I love my hometown. I know. My, I have my light on here, but it's so dark. It looks like an interrogation <laughs> light. And I'm not even, why am I being interrogated? I, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> oh, you definitely look like you're wiretapping somebody. <laughs> yeah. But then also oh, yeah. being wiretapped yourself is yes. very odd. <laughs> you're monitoring a full drug operation in two rooms down. <laughs> Someone had to come up yesterday to help me, you know, with because some of the plugs didn't work. Shocker. And so they had to come up and get, give me a power, a power strip and just goes... So what do you got going on up here? <laughs> what did you say? I said, none of your business. No, I said, I said, I'm doing a nationally syndicated radio show. We got to We got big, big things to talk about tomorrow morning. And did they believe you? Because this, I don't know if this Maggie's like definitely it. on an FBI watch list right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm soon to be on a no fly list with all of this equipment. Yeah, it's uh, but as long as I sound good, there we go. You sound great. Uh, and you look, you look fine. That was not what Maggie said. I love Binghamton. <laughs> you look fine. Yeah, you, you look <laughs> adequate. <laughs> a little bright. It's a little bright. A little bright. A little, little, maybe a little washed out. I, I don't know. I, I, how do I, I say know. that? Is that rude? This, no, this is just what you look like the moment you get into town. All the pigment just leaves <laughs> your face because the, the sun hasn't shined here. Shone, shined. The sun the sun has not come out in many, many years. I would say your Zoom setup is the equivalent of the Carolina Panthers offense last night. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeless. <laughs> Thrown Throw together. <laughs> also, uh, way more expensive than what it's producing. Right <laughs> Yes, technically, technically you are on air. Technically, the Carolina Panthers <laughs> are an NFL team, so that's fine. We're fine. It's good. Love my oh, hometown. <laughs> We're all getting fired, aren't we? <laughs> Maybe the sun will come out in central New York and it'll change change the look. You sound no, you sound sunny, Maggie. That's all that matters. No, once November first hits, we will not see sun up here until Memorial Day. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Please builds come back. character, builds grit.
Meanwhile, in the break, Maggie, are you going to be listening to the wiretap, see if you can catch anybody doing anything in the rooms <laughs> three there's rooms down? Nothing inter- there's nothing interesting going on at this hotel right now. Uh, also, you, you have the coffee conundrum that you were in a yeah, mild state of panic. Earlier. EJ, you should have heard her voice this morning. She said, Perloff, the coffee doesn't come out till 6.30, and the elevator's so <laughs> slow, I don't know if I can get down there in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, I'm not on a high floor. Um, <laughs> wow, so she's going to level two. She's like, get into level one. Uh, I'm not going to make it in the five minutes. <laughs> There's no take way I'm going to be able to find the stairs. No way I'll be able to and find the And do you think stairs. that coffee's going to be good when you get down there? What? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. And that's going to be like drinking battery acid. Oh, it's going to be, oh, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I think you're wrong. I think it's going to be incredibly weak. It's going to be brown-colored water, basically. Sorry. Thank you. That's what, no. we have, that's what we have to look forward to in the break, Maggie, in the five minutes that you're going to be in a slow elevator. If it makes you feel better, we are thoroughly enjoying making fun of you right now. <laughs> don't worry. I get it. I, like, <laughs> I, I walked right into this. I'm like, as soon as they see the setup, I'm going to get just destroyed. <laughs> yes. We'll go hey, in the everyone, chat. YouTube. Yeah, the chat YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You have a lot of fans in there. They'll support you. Don't worry. After this, I don't know. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, we got the flip side of this. We also have a team, believe it or not, must-win game. Must-win game for a Super Bowl contender. We'll get to that. Again, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff here in our New York studio. Maggie in an undisclosed location, likely <laughs> spying on somebody. We're not quite sure what's going on with Maggie. Go to CBS Sports Radio YouTube channel to see her incredible setup. Uh, so it is now 626 Eastern. What time is the coffee coming out, Maggie? That Everyone here wants to know. Everyone in the hallway is talking about your coffee situation because right now you don't have anything going on. No, allegedly it's six thirty is when the coffee comes out. But I also I look like I'm part of an FBI sting that's yeah. like knocking over an illegal card game or something in the hotel room next door. This is bad. Yeah, is there something? There's got to be something untoward going on in this hotel. I can just tell by looking at it. There's some illegal activity. <laughs> I don't know if you know, it's it's this gambling, would be the place, drugs. This this would be the place to hatch some kind of harebrained scheme. I can tell you that this is the perfect setup for that. Yeah, this feels like the scene, a scene in a Netflix documentary or crime documentary. Something gone terribly awry. Okay, San Francisco 49ers. Why is it that I feel like this game against the Jaguars is not a must-win game? They're 5-3. and three. They could lose their fourth straight game, and I still am not counting them out of the NFC by any means for a couple of reasons. Jacksonville's a very good team, and it's an out-of-conference game, and out-of-conference games just mean less in the standings. And I don't think it's a referendum on where the Niners are because Trent Williams is not back. I I think a fully stocked San Francisco 49ers team is still incredibly dangerous, even if they lose another game and go to five and four. Listen, is it technically a must win? No, because we're at the midway point. But I feel like internally for the 49ers, it has to feel like a must win because this isn't about 49ers versus the Jags. This is about 49ers versus the 49ers. And how are they going to look coming out of the bye week where they've now asked Steve Wilkes, their defensive coordinator, to come from the booth down to the sideline? You could say, oh, Maggie, that's really silly. It's a change that they're making with some kind of conscious effort, you know, some kind of conscious, um, 
you know, reason to do it, whether it's Steve Wilkes to be, you know, better communication with Fred Warner, whatever it is, there's a reason they feel like they need to do it. There's a reason they went out and traded for Chase Young at the trade deadline, right? There are, there are legitimate reasons for the 49ers to try to stop this losing skid. And it's because the 49ers have to start looking like that dominant team again. I, I think that this would be, this win would go such a far way for them. And they've already proven that they can lose to anybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it was the who's who who's knocking them off. I mean, who was responsible for this three-game losing streak. You're losing to the, you know, Cleveland Browns. And you're losing to teams that you were favored to win these games. Vikings, yeah. The Vikings are not Vikings, a great team. Exactly. You're giving Kirk Cousins wins in primetime? I mean, come on. The universe was upside down. Right, so but, but I, last year, Maggie, they were 3-4 and four and went on a 10-game Run and I got to tell you, if Brock Purdy had been healthy for that NFC title game, it might have been a different result. We saw last year they came out of nowhere. They traded for McCaffrey, came out of nowhere, caught fire. Why couldn't that happen this year? It it could pearl off, but dealing with a different kind of vibe to a season. Mm. As soon as McCaffrey came in, actually not McCaffrey. As soon as Brock Purdy came in last year, it was almost like house money the rest of the way. And now it's different. Now this is a team that after a 5 and 0 start really looked like they were the juggernaut, you know, the most balanced team in the NFL. And I think for the if if they lose four in a row, it's almost like, well, what were we watching at the beginning of the season and why can't they get that back because you're not going to have another big significant change. You know, like no, what else is going to happen that's going to turn this around? Last year, they did have a big change. Yeah. Brock Purdy came in and was a lot better than people thought. They rallied around him and his point guard skills to get the ball out. And they traded for McCaffrey at the deadline. What's happening now? Well, this doesn't uh, look Debo's good coming, coming back at Debo's coming back and Trent Williams is coming back. That's a significant change in my mind. Honestly, one thing that if as an Eagles fan, the one thing I look at the Niners, their biggest weakness, I don't trust their kicker at all who cost them one of these <laughs> games. I, don't, I know they drafted him, but I think their team, when they're fully healthy, which is, again, a stretch because we know the Niners tend to get hurt. If you bring them all out by the end of the season, I don't even think it would matter. As long as they're in the playoffs, they're going to be incredibly dangerous. Do you want to see this team? Who would want to play them? No, nobody would, but I mean, banking on the fact that you're going to be fully healthy yeah. by the end of the season, that's like winging a prayer hope stuff. That's not a strategy, you know? Well, listen, the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC, and their quarterback is limping already halfway through the yeah. season, and I, I, I think nothing has been proven. This is a fluky year. I think anything could happen. Uh, okay, let's go to Andrew Bogus is in the house. Bogus, do you have any jokes you want to make about Maggie's setup? Because I think we're all in today. Uh, just thoughts and prayers. I hope that we see her on Monday, that she gets out of the room, out yeah. of the hotel. Yeah, it does have a hostage feel as well. That's Right, not, it blinked yeah. twice if the door is barred from the outside. Yeah. Got a lot of people very interested in what I'm doing up here, and you guys are not making it any better. <laughs> There's <laughs> I mean, not you... much. Oh, can I tell you something cool, though, that happened? Or should I save this for later? Uh, now I have to know. Well, what yeah, do you got? tell us now in case you don't. There is no later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. The talk of the town. Can I tell you what the talk of the town is up here in Binghamton, New York? Talk of the town is that the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is from Binghamton. Whoa. They cut it out of the ground yesterday, put it on a flatbed truck, and it's on its way to New York City right now. So everyone's... uh. I you, I'm going to tell you no fewer than five different people brought that up to me independently of each other. So the city is bragging about a tree. That's what you got <laughs> yes. going. 
Okay. A big tree. A big. Change, wow. That changes things. Yeah. All right, so does that mean you're going to tune in for the Mariah Carey night now because it's a Binghamton tree? I feel like it's it's basically me up there. I mean, it's all of us. That's that's our tree up there. <laughs> you finally made it, Maggie. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Bogus. Now, yeah, people are also asking in the chat, do you have to, do people know who you are there? Are you a celebrity? Um, you must be. Uh... Well, I'm from a small town, so I generally know people wherever I go anyway. But no, if you're asking me if the other nice ladies who are here for the scrapbook convention, real thing that's happening in the lobby, no, they did not. They they did not. But I'm going to try to turn them into fans of the show before I leave. Awesome. All right, Bogues, what do you got? This is in the same state that we're in, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, because someone had to, the Bears and Panthers met in Carolina on Thursday Night Football. Or Chicago, where was that game? It doesn't matter. If you smartly had your attention elsewhere, the Bears scored more points. Jeff Joniak on Bears Radio Chicago led at that point 16-10 late third quarter. Eddie Pinheiro hit one field goal for Carolina but missed from 59 with 140 left. So the Bears got the win 16-13. Matt Eberflus pumped for win number three. Matt Eberflus, at the halftime, out of halftime interview, said he had a trick up his sleeve. Now, I never saw the trick. Did, he smiled and told the... <laughs> did you guys see that? So what was the trick? The, the trick was, we're going to sort of kill the clock and no. beat this terrible team? <laughs> the trick is, we didn't even know what happened. That's how tricky it was. He, they didn't run a trick play. There was no fake punt. Or I was did waiting they? the whole... Ooh. Mm. I don't know. Right? I don't know about Matt Eberflus. I have to be honest. He's not not exactly electric. I feel like someone from Amazon paid him to say that. Just to keep the the Product placement? Half. Yeah. It's He's like, like, by the way, would you like to start your Christmas shopping early and we might run a trick play? Yeah, the you trick up know, his sleeve. Yeah, the trick up his sleeve was a Rings of Power commercial coming halfway through the third quarter. It had nothing to do with football. There might be so something up our the- sleeve. Stay tuned. Here's the trick. I'm going to burn all my timeouts. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go for a desperate now. They didn't need it. They didn't need it. Promo code Eberflus at Amazon.com. <laughs> uh, the win, by the way, significant for the Bears because it drops the Panthers to 1-8, and eight, getting them closer to the number one pick, which Chicago gets. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson said yesterday he will not come back from his hamstring injury until it's 100%, a sentiment that the team shares the three-week window for Jefferson to return from IR opened this week. There was college football last night as well. That's from Learfield, and that's how number 11 Louisville finally beat Virginia last night, 31-24. The Cardinals down 10 in the fourth, but the story from this game is UVA running back Paris Jones, the latest to get hurt on a horrible helmet-to-helmet hit. Jones taken off the field on a stretcher, completely immobilized late third quarter. He regained movement in all extremities by the time he was at the hospital. He remained there overnight. 
Texas QB Quinn Ewers is back tomorrow against TCU, so he ends up missing just two games with that shoulder sprain. Men's College Hoops, fourth-ranked Michigan State, beat Southern Indiana last night, 74-51, after losing its opener to James Madison. You look confused by Southern Indiana, Proloff. Oh, yeah. Is that where Larry Bird went? No, that's Indiana State. Okay. This is not Southern Illinois either. This is a, a year two Division One program. Have, are you going to mention the James Madison game later on, Bogus? Are you, are you guys following James Madison U sports? Um, very much, yeah, because I saw multiple games of theirs when they were an FCS powerhouse. And the fact that they are now thinking about being an FBS powerhouse in less than two years is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so the, James Madison, you know, is su- uh, asking the NCAA to let them play in a bowl. Then they had the craziest college basketball game of all time last night. It was what people are saying. Of course, I didn't watch a second of it. I don't even know where to find it. But <laughs> uh, you mentioned James Madison beat Michigan State. It is James Madison's moment in the sun. Sorry, I, I don't mean to call you out for no. not having the James Madison result. Well, they didn't beat Michigan State again last night. I think it was like Kent State. Yeah, that's the problem. JMU Kent State isn't on the radar. All right, fine. At least for 6.30. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're talking about in being in New York right now. <laughs> but, and scrapbooks. Put that in the scrapbook. I wonder if anyone from here would be able to find James Madison on a map because I'm from here and I can't. So I, don't, <laughs> Wait. I think it's in Virginia, but uh, no, it's great for James Madison. I love this story. I just, I I don't under really understand the rule about keeping them not bowl eligible because I don't understand who it really protects. Like, clearly, if you're good enough to win all these games, you're good enough to go to a bowl, and it's a great story. So I just don't understand it. Yeah, and these bowl games aren't that great anyway. Most of them are throwaway games. I, I think this show has to get behind James Madison, and James Madison basketball is now a thing too. Yeah, and I, I think the transition for basketball teams is even longer than two years and it, it, Maggie's right. I don't. If if a team coming up from a lower level is automatically better than you pre-established on the D one level, that's your fault, not their fault. So I don't know why we're holding them back for so long. Yeah. Well, the other part too is like it, I could see maybe for football, do they think it's like a safety issue that no, guys would you be can, getting? Re- no, because you play hurt, the games. I'm, I'm watching Tyson Bajit win on Thursday night football and he came from a division two. So I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal to just, you know, let him play in the bowl. So yeah. Silly. I think the rule is designed to protect the teams already in division one. Cause otherwise they play, you know, they play a full schedule. They play whomever they want. So it's not like they're protecting these tiny division two or FCS players from big boys. I think it's just the fact that they think that if you're already in D one, you can't be bothered by these scrappy teams coming up to, to beat you. Absolutely. What is James Madison's nickname? Someone said it the other day. The Dukes. The Dukes. The Dukes. Yeah. Like the British royalty Duke. Is that what that means? I mean, that would be very contradictory to James Madison. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he like a the revolutionary? father. Yeah. So what does it mean? Uh, is it a reference to the mayonnaise? Help me out here. I don't think it's the mayo either. And I think their, their um, mascot is... A bulldog type thing. <laughs> so they're all. I don't. I don't. I can't give you why they're called the Dukes, but it's not to honor England at James Madison. All right, prove me wrong. What do you? You come well, up with better explanation than that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the American Revolution proves you wrong that they wouldn't name JMU after English royalty. According to the very trusty Wikipedia, here we go. It's uh, the name Dukes is derived from Samuel Page Duke, the university's second president. See? Oh, there you go. Well, okay. And what what stadium do they play in at JMU? This Duke Stadium? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Duke wow. University Stadium. Manny, the stadium savant, did not know where James Madison played. 
So, okay, I didn't know. And he's like, they play at Cameron Indoor. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> Wait a minute, wrong Duke. Sam Dukes. Okay. I was supposed to know that? No. <laughs> but you're supposed to know that they wouldn't name their team after English royalty. Well, America names all the cities after England. It's not that bad of a stretch. Well, we at least put like new in front of it. Like New I, uh, York. I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking to play Hamilton and James Madison's <laughs> disdain for British royalty. You know the James Madison people have to be incensed that they don't have a Broadway show. I mean, all yeah. of these other founding fathers, like, get off your asses. Why didn't you guys have Lin-Manuel Miranda singing and dancing? And you would have been the, like, number one founding father outside of George Washington. That's because there's not a single thing about James Madison's life that is inspiring, even in the slightest bit. And he's about five foot two. He, he was not one of our great founding fathers. Sorry, I'm throwing it out there. I know it's a hot take on a Friday. <laughs> well, the show, sh- the so show just changed. Are you trying to get us canceled? Sheesh. James Madison? Nobody likes James Madison. He's got to be the least popular, least popular I know nothing about this founding guy. father. Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's Bridge Fourth Stadium. Okay. Obviously. In hour three, when we do our founding fathers ranking, <laughs> James Madison done it. I mean, he's. Isn't that what Mount Rushmore actually is? Isn't that the ranking? <laughs> yeah, they kind of did the work for us already. Yeah, it's literally it. set in stone. But the problem is, you Still can't works. update Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. That's how that's how can how confident they were in their choices back then. Maggie, you got to get back. Bogus and I are not getting along. It's like oil and water without you here to negotiate this. Uh, I can't wait for your road trip. Oh, oh, it's so happening, too. Giannis had 54 last night, speaking of the NBA, but the Bucks lost in Indy 126-124. The Hawks topped the Magic 120-119, and the game sneakily played in Mexico City. Trey Young scored 41 with eight assists. And hockey last night, what a night for Perloff's favorite hockey player. There's Foligno into the lightning zone, put it in front, Bernard with the backhand, oh, he scores! Connor Bernard with his second goal of the game and his seventh on the season set up by Felino, and it's now 4-2 Hawks with seven seconds left in period number one see we're friends I'm playing highlights of your favorite player that's John Wideman Chicago Radio Connor Bedard his first career multi-point game two goals two assists and a 5-3 win in Tampa Bay he's legitimately on fire right now right this is a thing sounds I- like it I had talked about how he's one of the coolest young athletes yesterday. I didn't really know what I was talking about, but then I'm seeing all these highlights. He's actually he's actually delivering. So you made the statement yesterday, then did the research? I, you know, I'm not diehard hockey fan, but I can tell when I like buzz, and there is buzz around this kid. This may sound like Conor Bedard was his most controversial pick when Amon Ross St. Brown was the one that, yeah, we were doing coolest athlete yesterday, Bogus. Mm-hmm. You were out, and I said Amon Ross St. Brown, and I feel really good about that. I got a lot of support. Amon Ross St. Brown is an incredibly cool NFL player. But would his, but would he be less cool if his name was just like John Brown? Yes. Okay. If he was John Brown, <laughs> for, former Ravens receiver, right. yes. Okay. No. But his name is Amon Ross. He's named after an Egyptian god. Isn't that cool? It is. Pukakua was apparently also on the honorable mention list for Perloff. Who but was? Pukakua. Puka Nakua is so cool. He's Hawaiian. I mean, what what do you want here? So well, Marcus well, Mariota. Well, Shane Victorino on that list now, too. Actually, I better fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> I know he went to he went to BYU. All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. It's back to you whenever you want it. No, he's definitely not from Hawaii. I apologize. For that. He's from Peoria, Illinois. Oh, Jesus.
<laughs> and you guys are making fun of my hotel room. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's yeah. melting down back at headquarters. He's from uh, Provo, Utah, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Clearly, <laughs> amazing. Oh, where else can you get this kind of factually accurate information? Nowhere else but the Maggie and Perloff show. A uh, lot more to do, including. The latest twist and turn from the sign-stealing scandal in Michigan. Finally, finally, a big-time college coach goes on the record shredding Jim Harbaugh. So we will get to that in just a moment. You're going to hear the sound. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. If you go to CBS Sports Radio YouTube page, you can see Maggie's lovely remote setup. You look great now. You're The sun is out. You're waking up in upstate New York. It is. I can hear the birds chirping. It's lovely. The chat is now debating where James Madison ranks among the founding fathers and have teams scouted Brock Purdy. So it's a wide range of things here, but uh, (laughs) you can join the YouTube page. It's an interesting day. It's Friday. It feels like a news dump is coming in college football with Michigan, Maggie. What do you think? Yeah, we have not gotten the response to the response, if you will. So Michigan putting their response out, how they think it would be, you know, inappropriate for any kind of penalty to come down on Jim Harbaugh, the program, until the full investigation is done. But it's funny because while that seems actually quite reasonable, even people who are staunchly against Michigan in the sign-stealing scandal could understand why they would want to let the investigation play out. Yet, from all the reporting that we're hearing, there is this groundswell to do something to penalize at least Jim Harbaugh in season. And I think a lot of it has to do with the coaches behind the scenes. Now, Brett Bielema, who is the head coach of Illinois, is one of the first to really come out on the record, Perloff, yeah. and blast Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Here's what he had to say. If something was going on off campus, like it's been noted, right, that they were at our games before we played that game last year, that opens up a whole – that's sickening. It's disgusting, right? right? But um, I'll let them figure that part out. Um, and I think as coaches, we just got to hold the integrity of the league. Just everybody's got to feel 
that everybody's playing by the same rules and, and kind of go forward mm. from there. That's funny. Former Patriots assistant Brett Bielema talking about <laughs> the integrity of the game and sign stealing. Even that quote, I mean, come on, coaches. Do college football coaches, are they the ones who should be calling out Michigan? I, I know you and I disagree on this a little bit. I think they're all dirty, and it's a very, very slippery slope. Like, Brett Bielema's never broken rules. Okay, but that's not what's on trial right now. Brett Bielema's not on trial right now. Just but it's to say hypocrisy. Everybody does it's it. total hypocrisy. Well, but I don't have, I can't bring you this. Yes, he worked for the Patriots, but I don't know if he knew anything about Spygate. I can't bring you a scandal with Brett Bielema off the top of my head. Now, why I think he's upset is because Michigan beat Illinois last year, 1917. That was an extremely tight game and could have easily been a loss for Michigan. So I see why Bielema's in his feelings. If anything, that proves to me the sign stealing wasn't working and was ineffective because how can you only beat Illinois in 1917 in that case? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) actually, Illinois is kind of spicy. I I don't think coaches really should be in charge of this. should be the NCAA and the Big Ten. Obviously, Big Ten coaches are going to want Michigan to be penalized. They want to beat Michigan. You think Ohio State wants Jim Harbaugh on the sideline? They they are totally biased here. I don't think he should have any say in this. No, but they're the only ones who can really push this thing because if anyone knows how slow the NCAA moves with these investigations, it's the coaches. They get yeah. it. A lot of times they benefit from it. But they know that unless they make a big stink about this to the Big Ten commissioner, who's new on the job, by the way. Right. I think that's a big part of this, too. If this is somebody, and, and you know Tony Petiti, excellent television executive, MLB Network, a long, distinguished career, but if maybe the coaches feel like, okay, we've got some fresh meat, maybe we can, you know, sway him um, to do something maybe unprecedented. I mean, how often do we invoke the sportsmanship clause? You know, those bylaws. Right. I didn't even know that existed in any document related to college football. Well, that's the issue. Tony Petiti needs time to rush him into a decision. Here would be a huge mistake, especially with a national title on the line. And Tony Petiti is a TV guy. You don't think that that would hurt TV ratings to kick Michigan out of the Big Ten title game or anything like that or not have Harbaugh there? I don't think they want that to be the story. They're having this amazing year with two, maybe three great teams if you include Penn State. I don't want to ruin it with a suspension here, Maggie. No, I I think, though, maybe suspending Harbaugh for the Maryland game will slap on the wrist. All right. Coming up, we are going to break down the toughest division in the AFC It's an impossible conundrum that Maggie and Perloff are going to solve. Come right back. Maggie and Perloff Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.